0: Hello, and welcome back to Cantina Side Hustle, brought to you by the Mechanics. I am Brett Mosier, and today I am once again accompanied by Travis Santana and Andrew Pabone as we conclude our review of the Star Wars original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, with part six. Alrighty, gentlemen, we've come to the end of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Before we get into the nitty gritty here, I would love to know just overall, what did you think of the episode? Travis, we'll start with you this week.
1: It might be an unpopular opinion. I think this was far, in a way, the best episode of the series. Like I, there were moments where I was like, "Holy shit! This feels like what I thought I was going to have for some part of the previous five episodes." I thought you and McGregor. I thought all three of the leads were actually really great. You and McGregor carried it just like you did the prequels. Uh, but finally, we got some Hayden Christensen. I, I like the helmet scene. Uh, I thought Reva finally had a chance to do something other than just acting like a petulant, pissed off person looking for revenge on Darth Vader nonsensically. Um, So, yeah, I I was very positive with this. I hate that now it's over, but I I was positive. What about you guys?
0: Uh, I do not hate that it's over. I will admit out of the six episodes, this is probably ranks, I'd say, middle of the road for me. Uh, There were some parts of it that I still think the first two episodes were the best of this. And I think it's the, the set. It was slower. I still like the set. Here's the problem. Towards the end of this episode, when they're back on Tatooine the shaky camera's gone, they're filming on, a, on an actual scene, and I'm like, oh, this is the way this whole thing should have fucking been done. Because even the lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, I'm like, it feels like this is a, just a, a giant CG fight. And even that didn't... I don't know. It didn't do much Do much for me. Um, I will say there were two things that I called at the beginning of this, of this project. We're doing this in episode already? One. We're doing this already? He loved to make calls, Travis. You know that. I fucking love to make calls all right (laughs) you said that you love the darth vader helmet scene i fucking called that at the very beginning of this project that that was gonna happen that he was gonna cut his head to explain the gash in darth vader's head and there was like they love going through and just explaining obscure bullshit that they don't need to do like no one gives a shit how darth vader got that gash in his head but like but we need to make sure that the audience understands when he got that gash uh the other thing that i called, Oh, hold up brett Do you I want was... me
2: to give me my you want me to give my thought first real quick
0: okay yeah or, yeah yeah. sorry okay. sorry sorry. let's yeah.
2: um uh i'm a little more with travis um I, the way that i feel about this episode is that if this was the first episode that i saw and i didn't watch the rest of the series i would have been like oh i guess they kind of made the show i expected where it was like okay it was kind of mediocre um and i would have been like i i hope that there was a better lightsaber a better lightsaber battle somewhere in here but it seemed like it was wrapping up a much better show than what we had just watched.
1: Perfectly said. Perfectly said.
2: But I do have yes. I do have some huge issues with this episode.
0: <laughs> Two in particular. <laughs> yes. So the other thing I called, because it's at the very beginning of the episode, so I feel like it's it's chronological here is I was I was one scene off, but my prediction last week was that they were gonna open this episode with a Star Destroyer coming overhead. And it's like, nope, they did the opposite. It was the ship coming up from underneath and the Star Destroyer coming I was like, I was, oh, and it was the second scene. I was so, I was so close. I'm so close with calling the opening.
1: I love, Brett, that you you hated the show so much that you turned it into sports gambling where you just wanted to <laughs> make calls and, and kind of get some, some juice. Because for you, the action is the juice. <laughs>
0: uh oh you think Reva's gonna try and kill a kid and realize that she's vader yeah that's definitely what's gonna happen with this (laughs) that's gotta be her arc (laughs) (laughs) all right so andrew you had some major issues with this episode i would i would like to to start with you
2: it should be noted we are the outsiders on this show have you guys seen the rotten tomato scores for this
0: show dude i've read the instagram comments let me
2: i know how much you love sports betting now brett let's hear your guesses so, are we doing two guesses? Do both critic
1: and?
2: Okay. So Travis, I'm you say, say critic... critic fresh.
1: You're talking about right. no, 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 no. I'm asking: is your is your score here? You're looking just for is it certified fresh? Like, what percentage is certified fresh?
0: Uh, give me give me also, percentages. Are you, looking, are you looking for critic and audience, or one or the other? Both. Okay, critic. I'm gonna go with a 63 in audience. I'm gonna go with a 80. 83.
1: Okay, Travis? Uh, critic, 79. Audience, 69.
2: I think Travis got this. So, critics were 75. Audience was 63. I thought it was going to be reverse. I thought audience oh, wow. was going to be a lot higher than critic. Um, So, it's fresh and popcorn for the audience. Is that fresh still? It's
1: Disney money, baby. Uh, is Disney green money. Popcorn?
2: So, we're, we're the outsiders of this. Here are my two problems. Let's say, why would you, if you were going to do a mission at night, why would you be doing a mission at night where you have to sneak in and assassinate someone?
1: Can I say, I would personally do it so that I could ignite my lightsaber and give away my location (laughs) once I infiltrated the base or whatever I was trying to take over. Mm -hmm.
2: Why the fuck... Okay, first off, Baru, I love the internet comments on Amberu right now. We're all, man, Baru, ride or die for life, this chick. <laughs> um, one, why leave Luke Skywalker with a bunch of morons? If a Sith Lord is going to come and take the kid, get out of there. Especially if mm-hmm. you know she's not coming till night. Um, but also, yeah, if she's going to come at night... Why? If she's not going to sneak in, if she's just going to walk down the middle with her lightsaber ignited, <laughs> just do that during the day. You're probably less conspicuous during the that day. That could be
0: a very, very heavy, fortified farm. Okay, moisture farm. It's. It, she has no idea, you know. Maybe Uncle Owen's a veteran. How damaged is Reva? Fought for the Ukraine. It, in
2: episode one, you take a lightsaber and you can take down a steel door, but Reva is kind of injured, but she seems fine. But she cannot take on... Uncle Owen and Emperor who's passed now. We don't know. I assume that they're somehow related to who, the Emperor or something. And they have who powers. Who get
1: killed by Tusken Raiders or Stormtroopers. No, Storm <laughs> Technically Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. <laughs> but the Stormtroopers we've seen in the show be awful. And, and they can hold Dude, off a Jedi yes. for, or well, a Sith Inquisitor. Be,
0: beyond that, I don't understand. As time has gone on with Star Wars, they just make the Empire more and more incompetent, which I don't understand. At the very beginning, when that fucking shuttle is dodging the laser fire from a fucking Star Destroyer, and it looks like a lure, the way that they're just, like, zigging and zagging through space, and I'm just like, what is happening in this fucking show? Like, get- I am so over just, like, <clears throat> the cartoons are more realistic than the fucking antics in this thing.
2: Why is why are you spending this much money on a Star Destroyer that cannot destroy a little transport ship? <laughs>
1: It's agile it's nimble you know it's getting it into doesn't
2: the... make any... but the riva thing really that really bothered me it, it drove I, me not like I, I, why do they make it at night I don't I don't understand this strategy at all I don't understand why she can't take these people on and I don't understand why she can't take out Luke why she has to chase him through the canyon again Luke is what 10 oh, 11 no, no. would be outrun
1: but this show has already established with Leia that 10 year old children can run a lot faster than adults. <laughs> Even if those adults are well trained in the dark arts.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Which I guess would bring me to my second biggest problem. Do you think Leia is a sociopath? As in, she does not have the capacity. I, I don't know if I'm using this word correctly. She doesn't have the capacity to feel emotion for people. It's very difficult for her. Do you, has Star Wars established That's a sociopath? This about Leia? Uh,
0: <laughs> in what
2: sense? Any sense.
0: Between yeah, no, this episode,
2: the prequels, the sequels, now I would say the original she trilogy. had somewhat
0: of a bond with Obi wan Kenobi.
2: Well, and other Han characters, Han
1: Solo,
2: Han Solo, right? Yeah, seemed pretty sad when he was Kryptonite. Maybe, maybe she just has to develop it over time. But Luke? yeah, I, I, I mean, I went ahead I... and rewatched A New Hope. A, a lot of the scenes in there, <laughs> she does not give a flying fuck when she watches Obi wan die like when Darth Vader cuts her through with the lightsaber there is no reaction and she's consoling well, Luke she, about it doesn't mention that relationship at all Obi-Wan what well, is that's because never she doesn't mentioned.
0: know she doesn't know who he is cuz that was Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi she only knows oh, ben, Kenobi. ben Kenobi okay okay that um, could have been his brother that was struck down by Darth Vader
2: because apparently it was a big deal about the uh tape that Leia mentions Obi-Wan nowhere mm-hmm. in that tape cuz I rewatched that scene she never mentions knowing him just that no. Her father fought alongside with him yes. in the Clone Wars.
1: Yes. That's well, it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Don't they try to, at the end of this episode, do some bullshit where when, well, not the end of the episode, but when uh, Obi-Wan is talking to Leia, he's he kind of implies like, you know, we should pretend like we don't know each other. Was that, is that what that scene was trying to convey? Like, we have to be very careful. Oh, yeah.
2: I i don't know maybe there now, that, now that there was... is there is a little bit of a of a setup that she is that she is incapable of emotions remember when they destroy her home planet of alderaan mm-hmm. never brings she it up. Freaks out she's she's pretty okay with it she freaks out a little bit but she never really brings it up after that that's the only thing i could think
0: well maybe she's just very good at car 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 compartmentalizing you know
1: my biggest problem with this episode, and I'm glad you brought up the destruction of Alderaan, um, you know, I don't think that Obi-Wan would have any reason to believe that if he beats Anakin in a lightsaber fight and he looks critically <laughs> wounded, just leave him there to die and surely he will die. But yet, in this episode. he hasn't already learned that yeah, lesson. Yeah, you know, that didn't happen on <laughs> Mustafar. So you're gonna let him go, you know, because your friend is dead and you you had that clumsy line of calling him Darth just so you can retcon some shit in the first movie, A New Hope. But just the fact so, that he leaves him there, you couldn't come up with a better reason for him to leave than just like, wow, you seem really sad. Uh, so I'll leave. In now. that
2: moment, we are we are to believe now that Obi-Wan believes Anakin is dead. This is just Darth mm-hmm. Vader. The same guy who he watched kill children. On a videotape and lets this guy live. Mace Windu was willing to get the job done. He was going to kill the Emperor. <laughs> that is clearly the Jedi way. That if if it comes to it, you need to protect people. Obi Wan does say, not attempt to stop a
0: child murderer. He wouldn't stop Hitler. Listen, is what they're kind they of they call it the here. Jedi code, but it's more like Jedi. Guidelines, right? Yeah, even Yoda loose. says in the new trilogy, in the sequel trilogy, that you know, hey, they're not the best reads. Maybe it's time for something,
1: new. Andrew. Though, it's even worse than you didn't go back and kill Hitler. You, Obi-Wan, as a person, literally a person, not the knowledge of what happens in the world, but he lived it. He failed Anakin, or maybe Anakin failed himself and killed a bunch of kids. You've already established that that has happened once, and yet he's like, Well, maybe this time it'll be different, even though to your point he just acknowledged my friend is dead the person in front of me is no longer in any, any positive traits i thought about him are gone i'll still let him live though
2: and it's like, so it's like if you trained hitler <laughs> thinking that he would be he wouldn't start a second world war and then all of a sudden he does it and you have your opportunity to kill him and say no
0: one of my issues with the darth vader obi-wan kenobi battle Uh, even to your extent Darth Vader doesn't make sure that he kills Obi-Wan Kenobi he just decides to bury him under some rocks Um, but beyond that I always liked the idea that Obi-Wan Kenobi was just kind of a cheeky space wizard who kind of spoke in riddles sometimes because he was just kind of a cheeky motherfucker when you know Luke confronts him in Return of the Jedi he's like you told me that Darth Vader killed my flying well in a way what I said was true And instead, because they put the line in there where Darth Vader goes like, no, I killed Anakin. I'm like, well, now it doesn't feel like he was being cheeky. He's just repeating what Anakin slash Darth Vader said. I'm like, it kind of takes away from the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi in his his elder years, as far as I'm concerned. And that was one of my problems. Like, you're actually starting to do damage to what these characters were in the original trilogy. And I, I don't know, that's. Like I said, maybe that's me being nitpicky or me being a, you know, a Star Wars faithful. But I just I really didn't like that that line kind of changes Obi-Wan Kenobi's character in the original trilogy and, and kind of ha- ultimately what how he was.
1: I actually like that. That's one of the things that I did like about the episode, because it has to exist just to at least make this dramatic because they have to close the, the season finale, hopefully the series finale on a dramatic beat. But if it changes up the canon a little bit, as far as motivations, I, I think that improves the the source material. And, and that's the only time I can say that about this show.
2: I think that there was an, op- I guess, you know what they're going for. It, it's weird. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this, but they're taking the responsibility off of Anakin and making it seem like someone else took over him to become Darth Vader. Um, I don't love that when movies and shows do that where all of a sudden you're not responsible unless it's explained to a pretty good degree. It's like this in Dr. Strange. I don't know if you've seen Dr. Strange, Travis.
1: Hell no. His,
2: his girlfriend dies basically. Oh no, wait, something. He basically gets superpowers due to being a reckless driver. Um, Horrific driver, horrible person. Shouldn't have, this shouldn't like, he should have just died in that car crash. That's what he deserved. That's the way he was driving. Uh, but instead mm-hmm. he gets rewarded with being the most powerful Marvel character or second most powerful Marvel character. Uh, but then they kind of backtrack on it with like, it didn't matter what he was going to do, whatever he did. He was never going to end up with the girl or she was always going to die or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. But the I feel mul- like the, the multiverse shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I feel like you're taken away from that was his fault. He was a bad driver. I feel like with Anakin, hey, he was not a great person.
1: Uh, well, and I almost thought that's what he was admitting basically like yeah. i was always uh, a piece of shit and what you didn't make me a piece of shit i just kind of always was a piece of shit that's how i oh, that's interesting that. yeah that's how i took it hmm.
0: and see i kind of took it i think more along the lines of andrew that it wound up being he was anakin skywalker and then darth vader <laughs> darth vader essentially consumed him and now he is a diff- it's a new persona. He is no longer Anakin Skywalker. Like he's been Anakin Skywalker is trapped in the mind of Darth Vader. And it takes Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi to unlock Anakin so that he can resume control of the body.
1: And to Andrew's point that this episode feels like it should be concluding a much better series. I think that's exactly what he means. Like you could carry that theme through to the end like. If we had set up, like, in some of those flashbacks, Anakin's just a cocky... Well, the only flashback. Anakin's just a cocky piece of shit. They're not doing any sort of character development where he feels like he's starting to have some sort of self-realization that he's wrong. Like, thematically, none of that plays through five episodes, and then they kind of just try to jam it in here in, in the sixth episode. Which, to me, if this was originally supposed to be a movie, which apparently was supposed to be written... Andrew, you broke my fucking heart with the text <laughs> that you sent. I, 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 I told you. I didn't even want to tell I told you to you should have
0: waited to tell him live. I told you you should have waited to tell him live. <laughs> oh, I thought you just said I have to tell Travis, so that's why I sent no, that text. No, 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 no. I wanted you to, wanted oh, you to tell him on an episode of the podcast. So what they're referring to is, well, Andrew did some research. Would you like to tell us what you discovered? Yeah, so
2: originally, Obi-Wan was going to be a movie. It wasn't because Solo flopped. Um, but the guy that they hired to do it was uh host I'm, I'm sorry if i mispronounced this hossein amini who um among other things did the screenplay for a little movie called drive which if you listen to the hollywood chop shop which i don't i don't I, maybe you guys like that maybe don't
0: i wasn't sure <laughs> uh yeah one of our all-time
1: favorite movies spoiler i <laughs> so, ranked it number one of the movies we reviewed brett in the document um that I sent. yeah
2: so instead so of if, This, we would have gotten pretty much six episodes of Drive as opposed to six episodes of uh, uh, Army of
0: the Dead. (laughs) Whatever the fuck this was. Um,
2: You know, one of the other script writers or one of the other highly billed guys on here, I I don't remember his name. I'll look it up. But mostly what he did was a lot of Pixar movies. Like a lot of the Toy Story movies and... uh, Interesting. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that. I, I did think that was pretty interesting and I don't know if that really fit for a show like this or not
1: well here's the thing it sure didn't help
2: with storytelling
1: well Pixar at it's best is when it as an adult I'm saying this when it caters to adults when they kind of sneak in those things but if you're bringing in a Pixar writer are you bringing in the person that touches up the script and and inserts those adult ideas or are you bringing in the person that's like oh wouldn't it be cute to have a 10 year old running through a forest (laughs) yeah
0: what if they have a little droid that's like the size of a CD player? Oh, my God. So, Travis, well, I, I can ask both of you because both of you are huge fans of the Dark Knight. Did you think when Obi-Wan Kenobi was giving his speech on the transport about how we have to ban, or he's going to leave and sacrifice himself? And I was like, no, we're in this. Together. Did you think all I could think was like, this is a, just a shitty version of the fairy scene from a Dark Knight.
1: <laughs> Brett, you're the future. Andrew, you're the future. (laughs) Bring Charlie in here. Charlie, you're the future.
2: No, I have never once thought about anything Christopher Nolan related when watching this series. (laughs) Travis, if you don't know, I'm what Brett calls a Nolanite.
1: Yes, Uh, I was up until... uh... Dunkirk. I haven't even seen Dunkirk.
0: I knew it was going to be Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Dun- I liked Dunkirk. There's no narrative to Dunkirk. There's,
1: there's, I get it. No the plane flies a little too long. No characterization to Dunkirk.
2: I'm sorry that they didn't just let Hitler go in Dunkirk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't see to the end of the war. We don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, can I bring Does up... Does Tom Hardy live? We, Andrew, we've talked about tropes on this uh this podcast all the jeff tropes from
2: survive oh tropes sorry tropes excuse me
1: tropes this episode had two tropes i love we went back to the aunt beru digging up the stash of like shotgun blasters i love that i love that john wick banging into his floor his concrete floor uh, and then we also had the, uh, the Ninja Turtles around the fire, uh, slash Bloodsport. Remember your training. Remember your motivation. Oh my God. So that Obi-Wan can dig out of these rocks that Vader has buried him <laughs> in. I love that they, they hit both of those tropes. Maybe that's why I, I love this episode. Not, not, of let's stop. <clears throat> I thought this was the best episode, but you give me two of my favorite loved, tropes.
2: I would have loved nothing more for this to have just been an Amperu episode. Of her essentially doing her ride or die thing of fortifying the base and everything to take out <laughs> Reva. And then that was it. There's no Obi Wan or Darth Vader fight. It's just Amparoo versus Reva. Um, I love Bloodsport.
1: <laughs> the Powder Bowl. Oh I would love nothing eyes. more for,
2: yeah. <laughs> for
0: Bolo. So, can I ask you guys something? When Obi Wan Kenobi gets in the shuttle that the Star Destroyer can't shoot, and um, Darth Vader makes the the decision that he has to chase Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they're in a Star Destroyer, why didn't they just send a few TIE Fighters after the the shuttle? Why didn't the Inquisitor be like, Lord Vader, you go after Obi-Wan. It's fine. Can I just pursue these assholes over here while you do that? Because it seems like this is all you care about, and all I I care about is them. And I I feel like we could achieve both goals if you just let me do my thing, since you're not going to let me fight Obi-Wan anyway. So I didn't understand why they could only pursue Obi-Wan Kenobi
2: what how lazy is the writing in that for their final lightsaber battle they're just like hey we're just gonna both meet up on a whole different planet (laughs) and not it's just gonna be tatooine but it's green
0: It's a little dark yeah and yeah we get we get to do it at at night
2: their cg department by the way for they're just they must have had no confidence in the show based on the budget (laughs) <laughs> if you were learning tutorials on how to do a CG scene, one of the first things you probably would learn is like how to move rocks around. <laughs> and that's that's all that we get. Again, because I just watched the lightsaber fight in Empire Strikes Back, why not build out some sort of elaborate scene for them to have a fight in? Why not put them in a situation where they have to fight each other as opposed to they're both just going to land on the same planet?
1: Well, you're asking why it's dark. It's because they're trying to cover the shoddy CGI. And I thought the end fight was a little bit compelling in the dark. If the every other fight in this show wasn't also in the dark, every fight through six episodes has been in the dark. So when you do that shit on whatever planet they fly to, you know, the MGM Grand for the big fight, um, (laughs) it being
2: dark The Mayweather Pacquiao fight.
1: Yeah. It's not compelling, because I'm like, you just do all your fights in the dark because you're trying to cover yeah. for shoddy CGI.
2: Sure. You're trying to cover up an ESPN coverage over an HBO boxing coverage. I get it.
0: <laughs> um, do you think... Do you think Darth Vader flew his shuttle down to that planet, or did he have pilots? He's a good pilot. This is just wondered, because he's a, a good pilot. Yo, so, did he take it himself? Because I'm wondering why he didn't take his advanced TIE fighter down, but, I mean... I think Obi Wan describes what would have been a way
2: better prequel series. um, Because when he, in the original trilogy, when he talks about Vader, the way that he talks about him is more like they were peers, like they were around the same age. Like when he says he's an excellent pilot, it doesn't sound like he's a 10 year old that was a good pod racer (laughs) and found some luck (laughs) pirating a a ship. It sounds like he was, he was like a real rebel pilot or something and like really.
0: We, had a good you know run but most people only talk about obi-wan failing anakin at the point where like revenge of the sith but he really turns and like but at the end of the day between at the end of episode one he's an innocent little kid who used to be a slave that was freed and the next time we meet him he's an angsty teenager who's being allowed to wear black which i'm positive is not in the jedi code so i'm pretty sure obi-wan fucked him up pretty early on it at an early age
1: I mean, we don't it, get
0: those informative years.
1: I mean, again, he's the guy who lets Alderaan get blown up, like an entire planet. Like, planet <laughs> Earth is destroyed because you couldn't, for the second time, just kill the the guy that you know is bad.
0: Well, especially to your point, the way the show is written, he now accepts the fact that that's no longer Anakin, so he's not even killing Anakin Skywalker anymore. He's killing Darth Vader. So why can't he kill Darth Vader? <laughs> And let me just say. Or best or best destroy the fucking shuttle he came down on.
1: <laughs> well, you know, again, the Emperor is just gonna pick him up and then criticize him for losing another helmet, you know. <laughs> um, but the last serious note I'll make about this series in this episode, it feels like they wanted to it feels like by the end of it, they want Reva to be much more important than she is based upon the previous five episodes. If you were going to do the whole, again, another trope, like, oh, I've become the very thing that I was, you know, that I was pursuing. Uh, you, you could have set that up a little bit in the first five episodes. Like, all of a sudden, that's her arc, I guess, Mm-hmm. to set up another show for her, but you didn't. You didn't use the five hours of runtime to do anything more with her?
0: Well, and set her up for what? Is she going to become a G- Jedi? Is she going to join the Resistance tunnels? Or, like, what is? what are we setting her up to do? Did, did anyone else chop shop this
2: finale? What, what it should have been? How this should have been? <laughs>
1: uh, to an extent, no. I did. But go ahead. It sounds like you did, Andrew.
2: <clears throat> Here's how it should have gone down. First off... Reva and Obi-Wan, enemies. They get into a first fight. Obi-Wan barely loses, but he escapes. They get into a second fight. Suddenly, they respect each other. Reva gets in with Obi-Wan. They're kind of pals. Then there's a third lightsaber fight. Let's just say it's against Hammerbot. uh, Robot Wingro. Reva trains Obi-Wan for this fight. Now, the next fight is that Reva... I can see you try, I can see you trying to figure this out. I love it. You're, you'll probably get it here. Then next time, Reva says, hey, I want to fight Darth Vader. Obi-Wan says, no, you're not ready. She goes, I'm going to do it. Fights Vader. Dies. Dies. Training montage, Obi-Wan. If she dies, she if dies. If she dies, okay. she dies. So the finale fight is now huge. And so they fight in Hoth. They fight in Hoth. <laughs> So it's a lot of, you know, like Vader's got his good Imperial training center, but Obi-Wan is doing the shit where he's pulling snow speeders on his back. He's running up the hills, the mountains.
0: Vader! Uh. Uh. It's the eye of the tauntaun. I mean, you literally, you literally on the
1: flip side, you get Vader shouting for Obi-Wan after he leaves. Yes! Obi-Wan!
2: Obi-Wan! <laughs> <laughs> and then you get you get Ghost Qui Gon Jin calling him a bum the whole time, Oh dude. Ghost Qui Gon Jin dies of a heart attack you, during the Hammerbot fight.
0: You missed that trope, Travis. The I was here the whole time. Oh, we didn't talk <laughs> yeah. about. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was here the whole time, everyone. You just weren't ready. <laughs> now let's go on our own adventures for season two.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm just. I'm stuck on the vision of you, and McGregor, in the the red, white, and blue Apollo Creed trunks.
2: Oh yes. Yeah,
1: now I'm just yeah.
2: I'm thinking of him doing those sit-ups where they're like off the balcony and he's gotta <laughs> pull up. I mean, it's 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 a rough, it's a rough. Well if train it's on hot,
0: it's his his feet his feet frozen in the cave. Oh, he's just oh, doing like, oh. like
1: <laughs> in the Wampa cave. <laughs> Think of how good this series could have been. Brett, gonna be. Brad. you're going to have to steer us on course because I'm just over here thinking about the Rocky Four Obi-Wan Kenobi mashup. So,
2: Well, I'll say I feel really bad. Well, I don't. I was going to say I feel bad for Moses Ingram because she played an excellent Riva. It was just written horribly. Um, but the reason I don't feel bad for her is because the show has been, it seems like it's been really well received.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, not for her.
2: Uh, But uh, aside from Twitter, um, from all the racist BS she's put up with, I I, actually, I don't know. Uh, When I hear, I I try to listen to reviews on this of people talking about it, why they liked it. And it seemed like why they liked it was they were just repeating what happened in the show. (laughs) Or they they were like, I've been waiting 10 years to see Qui-Gon again. I'm like, well, you saw him.
0: I haven't seen Darth Vader in in this (laughs) much since, yeah. Since um, uh, the Rogue One and before that, it was it was the uh, the the original trilogy. Like, it, unfortunately, I think a lot of people couldn't take the nostalgia glasses off of this, or they were like, "Well, you're you're criticizing it. it's a TV show." I'm like, "Yeah, it's written super fucking shitty. Like, it is just lazy." So, and, and that's the biggest travesty with the whole thing is, you basically were just like, "We'll make money off it. We don't actually have to try with this because it's Star Wars and people are gonna watch it."
2: So this becomes what what. Am I supposed to like about this show? I, I don't care if the writing is off, if you didn't follow canon or whatever. I really don't care. Fast and Furious is like my favorite franchise of all time. Well, um, but like with the Marvel movies, maybe the writing isn't great, but I do enjoy watching a lot of them because they have great actors and chemistry. We don't have any of that here. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of chemistry with Leia and Obi Wan for a minute or two, but it's mostly not there, and it's not great. And uh, Leia doesn't bat an eye when she watches him die at the hands of Darth Vader in A New Hope. Uh, I, the story is very weak. There, there's just there's nothing for me to grab onto. The action I didn't think was very good. It's the lightsaber battle between Vader and Obi Wan. I think ended really well. The the scar thing that happens, but. Was it as good as the fight that happened in Episode Three in *Revenge of the Sith*? I don't think so. Was it as good as the Darth Maul fight? No. No. This is twenty years later, right?
0: Yeah, I I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah, the 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 choreography of the of the fight was was particularly well done. So.
1: Well, it, and another question I have: It feels like uh, is it Rogan? Roken? O'Shea Jackson's character. Yeah. It feels like they're trying to set him up to be something more important. And like Andrew has mentioned, we know that when you cast, you know, somebody with, uh, some level of star power, you know, you're going to try to incorporate them as poorly as you possibly can. What is his character in this show? All I remember about him is he's quickly swayed to obi Wan's side. And then he's constantly saying, it'll take me a long time to repair X y or c or whatever the plot requires it's just gonna take me a long time to do it
0: he goes from i don't want to help you to reluctantly i will help you to no you are my mission now what like you can't leave why would you we've come so far but in the end it didn't even matter but that
1: would be that would be somewhat acceptable if you saw him out here you know killing a ton of stormtroopers or fixing shit but he's always just they're, like, uh, we can't do it. It's impossible. I, I need more uh, I need more employees. I don't, I don't know.
0: They'll, they're they going to try and create some, which is weird when I say this. Was that before or after a 10-year-old some... did that job in
1: 45 <laughs> yeah, minutes? Yeah. Don't even bother going up into the vents. You can't do it. And then, yeah, cut to the 10-year-old doing it.
0: They will try and create a Rise of the Rebellion TV show, which is already technically done because that's what Star Wars Rebels was, was basically watching how the 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 rebel factions kind of joined together and became the actual rebel alliance but they will try and and create him as some kind of general or something like that or what they'll do is they'll shoehorn it in is like you remember like in return of the jedi that random old black guy that was roken you just didn't know it yet I say that because they've already done that with other characters. There's an old guy in Return of the Jedi. They're like, "Oh, that's actually Commander Rex from the cartoons." It's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, and then there's like, there's one side of like the fandom's like, "No, that guy actually has a name. Like, you can't just change him." Like, well, actually, it's it is Commander Rex. He just goes by more than one name. I'm like, okay, this is just stupid. What we're doing now to try and like sew all of this together? Because again, at the end of the day, Star Wars is Kryptonite is that everything has to connect to everything. Even the Mandalorian at this point, which was beautiful because it was its own contained story away from the fucking Skywalkers, had to incorporate the Skywalkers into the story. Couldn't get away from it.
2: Which makes me think, they are just trying to make this last forever. But, yeah. Even just watching little bits of the original trilogy to get a feel for how much this connected to Obi-Wan was, I was like, this is on such a different level of enjoyment for me. I don't know if I'm just the wrong age for this stuff. Are most of the fans younger? I don't know, because the people that I'm seeing reviewing this stuff, they seem older than us. I'm not really sure why there's this big disconnect, but we...
0: I, I, yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I think it's it's two crowds. You have the old school crowd that are just happy to see Darth Vader on the screen again, Why? regardless of of what level. Because, I mean, to to that extent, Darth Vader is pretty much a badass in this show. When he comes on screen, the first time you see him, he's yeah pulling people out of windows and choking people. Like, they make him into a badass again, and I think that's them people being happy because Anakin was such a whiny bitch. They're just happy to see Darth Vader be a badass again. And then the other part of it is
1: he's the people that are younger than us. In the same episode, the,
0: though, he's not. In the same episode, at the end, he can't take
2: on, he can't take out <laughs> robot exactly. wangro. Yes. Uh mm-hmm. Just like in Heat, I guess he just slips through.
1: <laughs> oh, that will be my one complaint about Heat if we when we do that podcast Andrew. But yeah, I, <laughs> in the same episode that he's displayed as this ruthless, powerful killer, he also lets Obi Wan go for reasons. <clears throat>
2: And then he doesn't kill uh he doesn't kill Reva or he thinks so, that he killed her, which is even worse. Like it is even worse that you did that trope that you think that he that you killed him. Uh and then he doesn't kill Obi-Wan. He doesn't make sure
0: that that job's done. I, so So but that's the thing is I think they tried to justify that with the Emperor Palpatine because of course we needed an Emperor Palpatine hologram in this show. Again, this is this last episode they shoehorned in everything that they needed to to get all the fans excited, but With him saying, like, oh, you couldn't kill your master. Maybe you have a connection to him. That's them trying to justify why he didn't kill him through the fire and why he just buried him with rocks on the planet. It's because, oh, maybe he does have some connection. And then that was the moment he's like, no, my master is, like, I'm finally rid of Obi-Wan. My master is the Emperor. I will cut him down on the Death Star nine years from now.
2: Am I stupid?
0: Yes. Obviously, yes.
2: But (laughs) are they, do they... I, am I the only person in the world? Am I crazy? But Emperor Palpatine is not an interesting character in the Star Wars universe. No. Why do not. they keep bringing him in and up? in the, Get rid of him.
0: Well, what's interesting, too, because of what they did with the episode nine. Yes. Is instead of this being the Skywalker series, in reality, what it is, is the Palpatine saga. So really, Star Wars is about Palpatine's rise and fall from power. It's not about the Skywalkers at all when you really think he's the only character that is consistently from beginning to end, except for C3P1R2D2. So really they're the only three characters that are consistent in the entire, you know, Skywalker, AKA Palpatine saga.
1: And, and here's the thing. If you want to go that route where Palpatine is the evil umbrella over everything in this universe, that's fine. But tell us smaller stories, you know, Kamal all Johnny, I want to see what he's doing when he's impersonating a Jedi. Just show me him living in this world without it being Darth Vader in a lightsaber fight all the time. I thought that's what they were going to do with these Disney shows, but
2: that's what the Mandalorian did pretty well, right?
1: Yeah, but you put Bill Burr into the Star Wars universe that on its own. Like, that's something that I would never. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, they, they couldn't do it because get like this podcast is for me being with you guys, uh this is Joby's jumping point into trying to figure out how to write
0: a show. Travis, are you telling me you've never heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> and his his uh his Padawan?
1: It's treason then. <laughs>
0: That's a, I think that's going to be one of the next series. I think the Alkalate, Alkalite is actually supposed to be Palpatine's origin story. Uh, so I, th- you say that, I think we're actually going to get that.
1: Wait, you're talking about the next Disney Plus show? Or at least that's in development? Uh, there's, a,
0: uh, there's a Disney Plus show called the Alkalite, and I do believe it is going to be Palpatine and basically Darth Plagueis. Travis?
2: The, the, the- Travis? Told you I'm never coming back. <laughs>
1: Take my hand, Andrew. Take my hand.
2: Well, we both have the same song playing in our heads right now. Um, I believe it was an interview with Joby, the writer, that I was reading where he said he wanted the show to feel consistent and that if you watched the prequel trilogy and then Obi-Wan and then went into episode four, you would feel like they run together very well. And that's why the Leia thing he really failed. bothered me. Yeah, I think he failed. <laughs> um, Measurably. There's a couple other little one-liners that I thought would have been interesting to go through. Like, um, when, R- when uh, Obi-Wan gets R2, R2, or uh, C-3PO says, like, oh, he says he- he'll only talk to his original master, implying that Obi-Wan owned R2. Probably, mm-hmm. it, it, which means it kind of would have made more sense for R2-D2 to have been in this than Leia. You're talking about season two.
0: Ugh. They'll fix that in season two.
2: <clears throat> Luke, yep. when he lands on Dagobah, mentions that it feels familiar. I feel like there's kind of something there that if... It it would have made more sense to have brought Luke into this story than Leia, I feel
0: like, but... Mm-hmm. So, so, I don't know. I I there's believe just a lot may, of the show that I just... Ugh. I believe in... Joby being the lazy piece of shit that he is. I believe what he did was he took the structure of a lot of the movies and then tried to make each episode a condensed version of a lot of those movies, like the the striking points. Still, I don't think he did it successfully. At the end of the day, I think the two biggest complaints I have about this show is I think the writing is incredibly amateurish. And just, it's not even... I could understand if it was written like a cartoon, but it's not. It's just amateurish. It's just not very well done. And I honestly feel bad for Deborah Chow because in some of the scenes, like the Tatooine scenes, I'm like, she's probably a good director. Like it, those shots are done very well. I enjoyed them. Like I said, first two episodes, I enjoyed the way those were shot. But then it seemed like Disney was like, now we're going to confine you to the soundstage. And she does not do well on the soundstage. All, all of the episodes or parts three through five i thought were terrible in terms of the way they were shot
2: yeah i think all the uh the, the final lightsaber battle was really disappointing because it's it was kind of like that michael bay now marvel action sequence of every shot is shaky and it lasts for no more than three seconds so it was difficult to kind of keep figuring out what, what, what exactly is
0: going on. Um, up That's until he slashes the, energy. the helmet, yeah. All the energy, right? Well, you didn't like when he used the the lightsaber, the butt of the hill, to just smash his breathing <laughs> apparatus, his breathing control unit.
2: It is really weird how, because Obi-Wan thought of a couple things and of a little girl he just met five days ago, that now he's back to full power.
0: That I would say it. he's beyond full power. That was Did you see scale. how many rocks he picked up? And it you was want a lot to talk, of rocks.
1: Again, I, I don't. It doesn't bother me that the continuity or you're breaking canon. But Obi Wan seems as powerful as he's ever been, and he's talking about the future and how we can make the future better. Not only does he not kill Darth Vader. Unless we cram in a a season two of Obi-Wan, how does he become... Again, he just goes back to being a hermit and then lets himself get killed by Darth Vader. Even though in this episode, he proved to himself and to the audience that he could just absolutely annihilate him.
2: (laughs) What you're saying would have been better is if he was working for Watto. Is that his name? The the big fly guy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of like Watto's guy for collecting money. You know, he's just a bum who... Not really a great fighter at this point, so he's got to take a couple low-level jobs of people who are trying
0: to pay back debts. He was, he was part of a, a major order, you know, but he he got out of it and it fell apart.
1: It's just, what is the gap between Obi-Wan through poor CGI picking up giant stones and throwing them to what we get in A New Hope where he's just a beaten down old man who's like, yeah, uh, just strike me down.
0: <laughs> I also like the idea that Obi-Wan's strategy is I can't kill my fi- friend, so I'm setting up to make his son kill his father. <laughs> That's Obi-Wan's logic. He's like, I can't kill you because you're my best friend, so I'm going to make your boy do it. <laughs> yeah, that kind of is what happens in, in Empire
2: and <laughs> Return of the Jedi. He's kind of like, you. you kind of got to do something that I couldn't do, but... I think think he wasn't going to tell you till after you killed him. But ultimately, I
0: need you to kill your dad. What happens is in Return of
2: the Jedi, Luke goes, you know, Yoda says something about him being a Jedi master. And Yoda's like, "Uh, no, you're not a Jedi master yet. (laughs) Not until you face Vader. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to face Vader first. (laughs) Then you're a Jedi master. And Luke's like, oh,
1: okay. Deal's a deal. Deal's a deal. That's all I got to do. Bunch of Don Kings running around in the Star Wars universe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Trinidad. Uh, is, it, <laughs> is it weird that in a New Hope, Vader is actually outranked. He's not the highest ranking Imperial officer. Isn't that Grand
0: Moff Tarkin? Is that his name? Grand Moff Yeah. Tarkin. Vader was always just the Emperor's, like, hound dog. He was his, yeah, he was his, his, his force,
2: enforcer. It feels like Vader should have to work his way up a little bit more than he does in these things, considering there is somebody ahead of him who is not a Jedi. And that all these people by A New Hope do not believe that. They call it an ancient religion by A New Hope.
0: <laughs> yeah. They still try and fix a lot of that. Like, oh, no, it's just they don't remember it because the Jedi have been gone for so long and then, oh, well, you know, the Empire made the Jedi out to be villains but they say they make out like it they don't exist not that not that they've been shunned or they, you're supposed to report them i got a question okay does this show happen if
2: the mandalorian didn't happen no 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 okay i don't have i just i thought that would have been a cool question but then i didn't really think about it
0: beyond <laughs> that i was just kind of uh, curious I would be interested to know if this show would have happened if they had not started production before Boa Fett had aired. If they if they would have cut back and not done Obi-Wan. Like, ooh, people don't seem to be a big fan of when we bring back classic characters and then fuck with them.
1: Uh, real quick, uh, when does the uh, the Cassian Andor series start? When, when do you guys want to start recording recaps for that? <laughs>
0: so, I'm actually... I'll be. Don't
1: don't do it to yourself, Brett. Don't do it. I can hear you. I can already hear your tone. You're trying to talk yourself into it. Don't do it.
0: There is a chance that it could follow the path of the Mandalorian because if they don't bring in a bunch of characters that we already know, because that was the problem with this. We we talked about before because you already have the bookends. You're writing the middle of the story, so there's. A lot of the scenes, there's no tension. We know Reva's not going to kill Luke Skywalker, even though she chases him into the mountains. Like, we know what ha- like She's not going to... We don't know if she's going to die or not, but we know he's not. We know Darth Vader's not going to die. We know Obi-Wan Kenobi's not going to die. We know uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru aren't going to, like... There's so much of it, like, there's no tension. When Riva shows up at the, the Lars homestead, it doesn't matter because we know no one is going to die in that situation. So it ought, there's no stakes whatsoever in this series. And that's a large portion, again, why this, this series doesn't work. Because of how they decided to shoot it and what they were doing with it, there's no stakes whatsoever. You know that that was supposed to be a movie originally, right? What? What?
2: that show the uh yes the one about the emperor oh the it it was supposed to a be a movie i i thought it was a movie, and they got the director the one who did they they got the person who did the screenplay for con air and then they Don't cut him f- and then they went with Joby for as the as the you fucking <laughs>
0: As soon as you said Connor, I knew you were just trying to kill Travis. Fuck you, Travis is flicking me fuck off. Fuck you, and Andrew. You Both
1: succeeded. Things. You fucking succeeded. God <laughs> damn it.
0: <laughs> yes, the Alkali is a, tel- a Star Wars television series currently being developed.
2: Um, Brett, you mentioned that maybe this doesn't get done if Boba Fett wasn't a pre-production. Do you know the Boba Fett Rotten Tomatoes score? I don't know how reliable Rotten Tomatoes is for this kind of thing,
0: but it's what we got. I tend not to believe a lot of the critic stuff with this because I feel like people just get paid off. Does it correlate, though, with kind of how successful it was or not at all? Financially? I don't know. I don't I don't think so, but I honestly do not know the answer. It's
2: fresh from the critics so it got a 66 from critics and then it's 57 with the audience score, which is not very far from being a popcorn worthy show. not as bad as um, what basically everybody has said it was. So I, I don't know if that justifies them just making more Star Wars garbage.
0: So the alkalite is being written. And it is is being headed by the writer of the television series Russian Doll, which I believe Russian Doll was pretty good. So we'll see where that goes. I hope it wasn't better than Drive, because otherwise you don't get to keep your job. <laughs> no, No it's not better than Drive. It is still disappointing to know that we didn't, we did not get the Obi Wan Kenobi Drive movie that we deserved.
1: Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb with one last prediction when it concerns this property. Uh, I don't know if you guys looked into, I think it was a Vanity Fair article with Kathleen Kennedy talking about how they weren't going to recast any of the classic characters and they were going to try to, you know, build new stories. Brett, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into your wheelhouse sports betting what's the over under on amount of years before they dip their toe into the Marvel multiverse so we don't have to recast Luke Skywalker but in this version Luke Skywalker is you know insert whatever fucking character you want and then they retread and do the same stories again but they don't have to say it's Obi-Wan Kenobi it's just an Obi-Wan Kenobi parallel
0: I don't know if they do a multiverse. I think within the... I know 10 years is a long time. I think within the next 10 years, they just do a hard reboot of Star Wars. I think they get to the point where they do all these side stories and it becomes too complicated to appease the fans with the canon and the stories and making sure everything makes sense. I think they just do a, a hard reboot and they start over to where they don't have to worry about trying to deal with this stuff like we're compla- you know. Oh, she, you know, Leia talks about... Obi-Wan Kenobi you fought with my father and like what the fuck They are completely avoiding the fact that she hung out with Obi-Wan Kenobi and was saved from Darth Vader and in Sith Inquisitors at a certain point they're gonna have to just scrap it all to where they can actually restart it. But
1: are you saying that they're just going to remake it with Skywalker but just new people are Skywalkers or they're going to remove the Skywalker element but tell the same story with a different family?
0: One of two things is going to wind up happening. It is either going to be they completely reboot Star Wars and start over from the prequel trilogy and just start all over and retell that story but modernize it. Well, basically make it to where they can get to the original trilogy and modernize that. Or what they're going to do is Taika Waititi's his project is supposed to be completely removed from anything, any Star Wars character we know of. They're going to do that, and if it's successful they're going to stop doing any of the Skywalker shit or anything that's in this era of Star Wars, and they're just going to start going off of that. And then what you're going to wind up happening is an X-Men First Class, where at a certain point, it's going to be, be, oh, it's a, this is supposed to be a reboot. Oh, people liked it, and now we've decided, actually, it's a sequel. Because that's what happened with X-Men First Class, is that was supposed to be a reboot, and then they decided to try and turn it into a prequel instead.
1: So funny you mentioned that because X-Men First Class was actually, uh, the bulk of that script is the Magneto prequel, but Mm X-Men Origins Wolverine failed. So it's it's kind of funny because this (laughs) show was (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi origin movie, but Han Solo failed, so they made it into a show. And now we're talking about X-Men First Class, which only existed because Wolverine's origin failed
0: mm-hmm hollywood so, has no that, new
1: ideas in other words no. my
0: my prediction is Tyka's project sets us up with a completely new star wars and they start developing off of that because it means that they don't have to deal with with this canon bullshit or they're gonna wind up doing a hard reset on all of it at a certain point they'll, they'll scrap everything that exists and, and start anew
1: andrew what do you think what do you have any idea of the future of i mean we know what the the next property is going to be because it's already in the can but long-term future of the disney i, plus I don't Star really
2: Wars. i don't really follow it that closely like actually when you say tai taiki Watiti, i had to imdb and see what he's done i really don't follow hollywood like the chop shop does is he? So he's his, he's his, an actor, right? He he was Wolverine. Well, he's, he's X-Men he's in, first he, class origins. Yeah, ex-
0: yep, that's exactly who it was. Mm-hmm. His big blockbuster projects were Thor, uh, Ragnarok, and then Thor: Love and Thunder, which is about to come out. But he's also done other movies. Such uh, I, th- as I, thought, I thought Thor Ragnarok was
2: great. I I don't think that they I don't think they escaped this origin stuff because of what they did with the Mandalorian, bringing in Luke Skywalker. Obviously, they want to bring. That Skywalker stuff into more stuff. They can't get off the Emperor's lap. They are constantly bringing the Emperor into this,
0: and I, and that's I,
2: why I'm saying it. I think they have to they have to reboot it. I, I think they will always have original trilogy people in here because it makes money. Until maybe we all die off, people who watch the. We're we're we are in a little bit of a interesting spot where we are actually still a generation where we knew Star Wars before there was anything other than the original trilogy. Aside from video game stuff, um, yeah, so but I, I
1: actually, we weren't old as enough we, to see it in the theaters either. We kind of grew up on the toys mm-hmm. and the expanded universe. Yeah, so yeah, and it's well, kind of it extended. was released in the theaters. Yeah, it's yep. extended the life of yeah. that property.
2: Um, so we're kind of the first generation that grew up with the prequels, but we, uh, I feel like we had a good amount of time between when there was an original trilogy and a prequels. Um, and by the time the second or third one came out, our thoughts might have been a little bit different on that stuff. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to stray. I think they'll stray away a little bit. I'm I'm hoping that they find some success with it. But I find it hard to believe that when they do um, the Taika wakiri Sarah, Taika Waititi. Sarah O'Connor. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Brad. Uh, I, I find it difficult to believe with Daiki stuff that they will not be able to get away from having a familiar droid, a familiar bounty hunter, or have to, like throwing at a bosk or something.
0: I think you will see familiar species. I I truly believe they are going to try and use him as a jumping off point to get away from the Skywalker stuff.
2: I I love. It. I mean, I would love it to just see like what's what what he can do off the top of his head with a with a show or movie.
1: Brett, I just love that you're the internal optimist when it comes to star Wars, like this, <laughs> this, this show hurt you in a big way, but yet you still have confidence that they can, and they should be able to, and by all rights, they should be able to make this property much better than it is. But I, my hope draft, you know, ironically, this was far from a new hope. Boom. Twi- it, Twitter, boom.
0: It, it will all come down to money, and if they start to see that people are getting less and less interested in Star Wars, they will do something drastic like a hard reboot to bring people back.
2: Yeah, I forgot to and, ask you, Brett. Or sorry, uh, Were there any payoffs? Because you've seen Rebels and Clone Wars, are there any payoffs to this finale that maybe we didn't understand?
0: Um... The rebels or the Clone Wars, not in the finale. There's one I can think of that I read about, and
2: that was that uh, uh, Ashuka, Ashoka. Yeah, she chops Uh, one uh, side uh, of Vader's helmet. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka.
0: Oh, that's I. I mean, I get that reference, but I don't think he did the same thing to the other side. Yeah, I. I mean, I know that it's similar imagery, but I. I didn't think it was. I thought of it. Yeah, they did this in the Clone Wars, but it was more one of those like, yeah, they they did this in the Clone Wars, and it was actually better because the fight between Ahsoka and Darth Vader there's, he just overpowers the shit out of her. Like she just has no shot against him and is, you know, she realizes it's Anakin and she tries to to plead with him and the same thing. It's like I'm not Anakin Skywalker anymore. Um how does she, she get did the she head think on about him, things? Though? What?
1: Uh, how did she get she, the hit on him, though? It sounded like he beat her, but she got the same hit on Vader.
0: Yeah, she, she gets a hit on him, but she he he still overpowers her. Even with
1: the broken helmet. Like he,
0: yeah, he beats the absolute, like, yeah, okay. it, it, it's no match. And honestly, the reason that she's able to survive... <laughs> you talk about the Multiverse of Madness. Um... Because another character you've later is revealed that opened a portal in time and space and pulled her through it while she was fighting Darth Vader. She realizes that she has to go back, but by the time she goes back, Darth Vader has already left and that's how she survives. It's basically she's yanked out of the the, the fight before he has a chance to just cut her down. I'm not joking when I say any of this.
1: That just tells me that they're definitely going to do that multiverse shit if it's already our... talked yeah
0: no go ahead they've already talked about that to try and retcon the sequel trilogy because of how poorly it was received they've already talked about using that as an opportunity because it's been established in canon with star wars rebels using that because the whole thing is the the area that they go to is like these are all the possible you i mean they're they 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 have already established a multiverse going on
2: Travis, you know for the Oshika's show that they're gonna do, right? You know they got the screenplay because Rosario Dawson's in it from *He Got Game*. That's who they got to do the screenplay. But because of Solo, I'm not. He's out.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna do it to me again. Andrew. <laughs> All right, fool me once, shame on you.
0: Uh, I, I, you know, to, to your point, Travis, I, I will always be hopeful for Star Wars. Not because I think it's the best series in the world and I'm waiting back for its glory, but because I have so many emotional attachments to that series and friends and family. So I I hope one day it gets back to the point where I, I very much enjoy them. But unfortunately, I mean, Mandalorian, I thought the first season of that was great. The second season was a hodgepodge of jumping off points so that they could launch a hundred other properties. So it wasn't as good. Boba Fett was trash. Obi-Wan's been trash. And or I didn't like in Rogue One, so I'm not sure how hopeful I am for that series. So he was an interesting character because he was the, the rebel who shot a fellow rebel to survive. So it's like, oh, he kind of doesn't give a shit. He's he's a survivor. So I'm like, if we get a little bit more into that, where like that was the interesting thing about Rogue One, is they portrayed the rebellion as like, eh, maybe they're not as Are we the baddies? <laughs> like they're not as good as we you know it's not as black and white as the original trilogy wants it to be but we will see we shall see
1: yeah i can't wait till andor comes out and then they neuter his character completely (laughs) much in the way that it's gonna be
2: played by kumail nanjiani again and then he can be in there for 10 minutes and that'll be the end of his role in his own show Andrew, you well, he'll
0: just start having cameos and everything.
1: Yeah, I, have you guys I...
0: seen Silicon Valley?
1: Yes. No.
0: Do you, Do you like He's Mike Judge stuff? He's fantastic at it. Like, yes.
1: King of the Hill,
2: with Behind B- Idiocracy, mm-hmm. all that. Office like, Space, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I I can't recommend Silicon Valley enough, and Kumail is fucking hilarious in that show. Uh, so it was really disappointing to see how they used him, in here, or chose not to use him.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, he's the future all right you're
1: the future brett and andrew you're, Bob, the, you're future. the future no you're the future <laughs> you're, you're you're
0: the, the future. future you're the future if you're everybody. listening
1: to this yeah you're the future <laughs> but i'm just gonna go live on my cave on tatooine
0: well he left his cave yeah that's right you oh know? god did. my
1: last note they pulled the classic sitcom like i'm um, The last episode of the series finale where they're moving out of the family home and they turn around wistfully and then turn off the light as they leave. I (laughs) I can't believe they had Obi-Wan do that. That's another trope. They were hitting all the tropes.
2: It is really clear in A New Hope that um, Obi-Wan was going to train Luke and that Uncle Owen didn't want him to and that they probably hate each other. That, that is the oh. point that Obi-Wan makes. And that would have been a really I good pre- thing to touch on. And it actually makes sense that there was possibly an original concept where Obi-Wan and Owen are brothers. And I feel like they just completely threw that away
0: for any of this. I totally forgot about that final line where they're like, we need to be able to justify why Obi-Wan can be on his own adventures for season two. Owen, you're right. The boy just needs to grow up. And you can protect him so he that I can leave for season two. Dude, in a new hope it sounds like he's still bitter, like that Owen was
2: wrong about that. <laughs> oh god, fuck Joby. Fuck him so much. So weird. Oh I, I, I don't care him. if there's a continuity issue, but at least if you're gonna break it, make it interesting.
0: Uh, also, did they imply at the end of this that for ten of the nineteen years that Obi-Wan Kenobi was in isolation on Tatooine. He did not contact Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon. I couldn't tell if it's there was like at the beginning of this he stopped being able to contact Qui-Gon and then was able to at the end of the series or basically for 10 years he's been trying to contact him because Yoda said it was possible. Cuz at the judging by how quickly he abandoned the you know uh was it the fake Jedi them over that in the field that they're not really coming. I would assume by 10 years he would assume Qui Gon can't actually be a force ghost. No comment. The dude's yeah.
2: he's he's working a dead end job, non unionized. So I had terrible pay. He's got to steal food to survive. I don't know what's going through Obi Wan's mind. He lives in a but cave want for that God's lightsaber. sake, you know. Yeah. all right in his horse
0: i think that'll do it for our conclusions i guess we can ask would you recommend this series to anybody
2: absolutely everybody if you've never seen a movie or tv show before absolutely go
0: into this you can see what it's like <laughs> you can set the bar low so everything else feels fantastic right
1: I mean, I know ultimately this is a success for Ewan McGregor because, like, the child support is paid at least through two years. (laughs) But the irony of him kind of carrying the prequels and being one of the few positives of the prequels and then all the positive vibes for him to come back to this franchise and then he still kind of just... The only actually really good thing, like there's some other stuff that kind of works sometimes, but he's really out here carrying it. So, again, I I hope Ewan's child enjoys whatever whatever they get out of this this franchise. New Star Wars more, more than I did. Oh yeah, more enjoyment and and fulfillment <laughs> than I did.
2: Did you guys notice we never talked about Hayden Christensen?
0: Wait, was he in it? <laughs>
1: he's laughing all the way to the bank
0: <laughs> good for him right we're, we're gonna pay you fifty thousand dollars and we just want you, you just need to wear the Darth Vader suit well could anybody be, well yeah we'll have body doubles if you get hot but <laughs> yeah you know, we really just need it for the press tour all right
1: uh did you guys know they had Lucas on set for one day of the filming of this show I
0: didn't did they have his ex-wife
1: not that I'm aware, but it was Clearly the day not. she would have <laughs> cried. It was the day that Christensen was in the suit, and Lucas was quoted in an interview of saying that he looked just like Darth Vader. <laughs> That's for you, Brett. Brett's a broken man right now. At least laugh into the mic Uh, to show that you're enjoying it, Brett. uh,
0: Well, at least the costume department did well, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like Darth Vader. I think it's the helmet.
2: Yeah, I would say if you're not, uh, Travis, I just noticed, I'm pretty sure that you have a poster behind you of what I think is the greatest movie of all time, as well as the greatest season of TV of all time if for some reason you don't feel like you have the time to watch Obi-Wan I would recommend True Detective Season 1
1: <sighs> yeah I bought the poster sight unseen which uh, might
2: be the greatest season of television
1: yeah it is so good mm-hmm.
0: next to Obi-Wan you've seen it right season at this one. point you've seen True Detective Season 1 right Travis except the
1: one with uh, Colin Farrell and uh, Taylor Kitsch <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Rachel McAdams. Vince Vaughn.
1: God, how can I sleep on Vince Vaughn? Yeah, mm-hmm. just phenomenal.
0: And I never had a cavity. <laughs> Classic line from season one. So. All
1: right. All true, right. true Detective re- retrospective. All right. Y'all want to start then, next week? All right.
0: Let's do it. All right. All right, well, thank you, everybody. Who... Brad just said, fuck this show under his breath. <laughs> <laughs> under my breath? I think I've been saying that pretty much from the first episode. But the last so... episode, I mean, it had the potential to be the best. They didn't bring Han best, back. Best Han, in, Han hasn't shown up since episode four, has he?
1: Yeah, I, I thought they were going to do something with him. I don't I don't know where we even, what was his last scene? I, who cares? Who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the for sticking with us for five episodes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, check out Hollywood Chop Shop. So that's where we review movies instead of dog shit TV shows. And uh, yeah, catch you later. Michael, Michael, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, you'll be back for for heat. I think we're going to do that in two weeks. So, yeah, assuming no one listened to this one, maybe I'll get brought back for one more job.
1: One last ride.
0: One last ride, <laughs> ride or die, Aunt Peru. <laughs> That's what we, we need. That T-shirt that's just Ampereu. It says ride or die, and it's got her with the the blaster.